You are listening to Metrics and Chill, a podcast about business metrics and the interesting ways that people improve them. I'm John Benini, and I'm your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Metrics and Chill. Today, my guest is Logan Lyles, who is the VP of Customer Experience over at Sweetfish Media. Logan, I know we've we've been like Twitter friends for a long time, so it's uh, or LinkedIn friends maybe more appropriately, but it's good to finally uh, to connect and, and have you on the pod. Absolutely, man. I, I feel like I've known you forever, and this is literally <laughs> the first time we've been face-to-face live, <laughs> right. so it's awesome. I appreciate the invite. Thanks the, for having me. I only know you as your little avatar on LinkedIn and Twitter That's until today. So he's wearing a Denver Broncos hat, so now, yeah, we know a little bit more about each other. So. Um, exactly. So, Logan, why don't you, for those who don't know, tell us like the quick uh, rundown on who Sweetfish Media is. Yeah, so Sweetfish, we are a B2B podcasting agency, and people are like, wait, podcast agencies actually exist and what's a b2b podcasting agency so uh the story goes that james uh early on was had developed sweetfish as a blog writing agency and we landed one of our first you know good fit clients uh profitable the right fit we're doing good stuff for them they were a church plant in east texas and he was like well this this customer is a good fit. How do I find more like this, right? Early founder stage selling. Yeah. And he said, well, instead of cold emailing these folks, what if I started a podcast? Because he had done some podcasts with a uh, with some friends. One was called Inspiring Awesome. You can probably still find it on Apple Podcasts somewhere. He said, what if I started a podcast for these church plant leaders called Plant Better? And I invited my prospects to be a guest on the podcast. Well, he got an 80% reply rate from a hundred decision makers at a hundred target <laughs> accounts. And he was like, sweet. And he ended up recording like 50 podcast episodes. The bad news was none of those church plant leaders had budget for blog writing services. So that was the good news, bad news. But the light bulb went off for him on a plane ride, uh, I think from uh, San Diego to Orlando, if I remember correctly, it was like, wait, we could do this for B2B companies. They know who they're trying to reach. Um, podcasting at that point, six years ago was was not hot yet but we could help them start a podcast to generate content and to build relationships with the ideal buyers that they're trying to reach. And so from that point, we pivoted into B2B podcasting. That's what we do today exclusively for B2B brands, help them invite people that fit their buyer persona onto their podcast, build relationships with them and build content that their peers want to uh, want to consume. And so they're establishing thought leadership. They're doing some account-based marketing at the exact right. same time. So. That's what we do and how we got here. I love that. The ultimate ABM play. Just have them on your podcast. It's a warm outreach. It, you're you're going to get a lot of yeses, like you said, 80% for when he was doing the church uh, the, the the church company. So I love that. I love that story. I love that background. And uh, so Logan is coming on the pod today to talk to us about revenue churn. So he's going for the hard-hitting stuff. You know, he's not, he's not talking about this... Uh, you know, traffic to the site or signups. He's going for the hard stuff, having the hard conversation. He's talking to us about revenue churn, specifically for Sweetfish and some changes that they made to make some big improvements over the last 12 months. So Logan, why don't we start here? Give us some benchmarks. Get, take us back 12 months. Take us back to last summer. What, you know, how did you, how did you, sounds silly to ask, but how did you like even identify that churn was an issue? Yeah. So, you know, I, at that point I had, I joined as full-timer number four here at, at Sweetfish and I was the first person to step into a full-time sales role. And so at that point I had been on for two years, we had experienced some exponential growth. Uh, we, we tripled and then doubled, 
the, those two years prior. And we realized like, okay, demand is ramping up for two reasons. James did a phenomenal job of building the brand and getting active on LinkedIn before it was cool. And podcasting was becoming cool again too. And so we were seeing just a lot of demand, a lot of new customers. That July, we actually had a record. I think we brought on 10 new customers, which we tend to average like four to five new customers a month. And so that, that was great. But then we looked at at the end of July and we had lost 15% of our monthly recurring revenue. We are, we're not a SaaS business, we're a service business as we've talked about, but we operate a lot like a SaaS business. Our customers have a even monthly retainer with us. And so we look at revenue churn on our MRR regularly, or at least we have since last July, uh, because we realized, oh, Dang, we're bringing a lot in, but we got a leaky bucket here. And our our churn was just under 15% just for that month alone in July of 2020. And we were like, whoo, we got to do something. And so that set in motion a a few different things um, in in not um, also including a a title change and a role change for me eventually later in Q4. We can can get into that in a sec. So just under 15% in revenue churn. What can you tell us about revenue numbers last, uh, you know, last year, last summer? Yeah, so at that point, we were at about 60 to 70 customers. Our average MRR per customer is somewhere in the 3 to 5K a month range. Right, okay. And you were seeing just under 15% revenue churn. So you, and before that, you had mentioned before we got on that you, you maybe weren't doing a, a thorough job of tracking churn in the past. So like you kind of started tracking it and we're like, oh, this is a problem. Yeah, exactly. We we had we really didn't have any systematic way. We had no dashboard. We didn't even have a Google Sheet where we were tracking our churn based on customer count or revenue percentage. And so we were like, okay, well, first thing we got to do is we got to track this, and then we got to decide how are we going to track it. We decided based on revenue churn as a percentage right. of our ongoing MRR versus number of clients. And so you're kind of just going off of what you're hearing from account managers too, right? Like, oh, this client's unhappy. This client wants to cancel. Is Sweetfish remote? Are you guys all or all in one office? Yeah, fully, fully remote. We've been fully remote pre-COVID. Um, yeah. The reason why I ask is because uh, back when I worked in an agency, um, churn was something you knew about if you were in the office, right? Like when everybody's in the office and the account managers are talking and you know when it's a rough day, if there's a couple unhappy clients or if it's a bad month, like you know, but when you're remote, you lose that sort of serendipitous conversation that might happen, or you're overhearing account managers talking to each other, talking to their you know boss or whoever, telling them, hey, we have so-and-so that's unhappy, or we're trying to do this to save this, this account. So that in itself, even when you don't have anything in place to measure it, that still gives you a good signal that like, okay, I'm starting to hear these conversations a lot more, but when you're remote, you don't even have that. So, yeah, I mean, as with most things remote that we've realized is you have to be overly intentional with yeah, so many things, yeah. right? Cascading communication, big updates, uh, open positions, right. right? That you want to make sure everyone knows internally that they want to throw their hat in the ring before you post a job externally, those, right. those sorts of things. So you're, you're exactly right. And I think you know, on Slack, we, we have a closed one channel where we ring the sales gong when there's That's a new awesome. customer, right? But there's no close, there's no <laughs> churn channel. Of, Nobody wants to ring the gong. Right? <laughs> no one wants to ring the gong. So that's a really good point that you know, not to excuse us, but I think that's one of the things that other people can it could go overlooked. For. Yeah, it can go overlooked, especially if you're remote or if you're new to being a remote company post COVID. Right. 
All right, so about 12 months ago, a little less than that, but about 12 months ago, Sweetfish is doing, has about 60 to 70 clients doing about 3 to 4K average MRR per client, and your churn was just under 15%. You realize, oh, shit, like this is something we need to pay attention to. We need to be more deliberate about. So take us inside the X's and O's. What did the what steps did the agency take? What did you actually do that worked in terms of lowering churn, revenue yeah. churn? So first off, we we needed to put it in front of the whole team in a way that wasn't like, hey guys, we're really sucking. But uh, we did put a rallying cry in front of the team and say, hey, look, if we want to continue to grow, if we want to hit the Inc. Five Thousand next year, if we want to do this, if we want to continue to grow by yeah, you know, by this amount and kind of cast the vision for everybody, then we have to address this. And so we created a rallying cry that kind of summed that up and it was churn sucks, right? <laughs> and then we created, um, you know, some spreadsheets on the back end to, to track this month over month, but we created a graphic um, that our creative director put together that was fish themed and, you know, it showed the churn percentage. And if it went below, uh, if it went above 6%, then the fish was belly up. If it was down below <laughs> percent, which was our benchmark, then the fish was looking, you know, in a good spot. Um, and I think if we were down below, there were some poop emojis on there as well. So yeah. we tried to have some fun with it and really, you know, one, cast the vision for the team on why this is important to make it easy for it to be visible, then set up a regular cadence for that to be in front of everyone, which was our monthly all hands. And right. then the next thing that we did was, okay, this is something we need to do about it. How are we going to go about it? And how are we going to reward the team for pitching in here? So we actually said, hey, all right, it's end of July. We're, any changes we make aren't going to happen immediately. So let's look at a goal for Q4, right? If we can start to make some quarter turns in the rest of Q3, we should see those impact the actual churn numbers in, in Q4. And some of those were implementing an account review process that we didn't have systematically built into our service. We now have what we call quarterly podcast reviews because no one needs another QBR, but a QPR, quarterly podcast review, right, yeah, that's yeah. kind of fun. So we did that um, in addition to putting that percentage and that tracking in front of everyone. What does that um, consist of, the quarterly podcast podcast review? Like what does that actually consist of? And that's per client? Yeah, so that's per customer. um, And we look at three things. Where, Where have we been? Where are we? And where are we going? And we have a templated deck that our team uses for these calls. So we do a few things to look at where have we been. Like what are the stats on your podcast? How many guests have turned into customers or there have been opportunities generated from having prospects on your podcast? Maybe they referred you to a friend or something like that. Let's look at where we are. Are there any housekeeping items, right? Is there any feedback you need to give us? Because we're a service-based business, not a product. So there's always some sort of nuances in the relationship. Let's get those out on the table. And then let's look at where we're going. Let's bring some of our... um, some of the things we've been testing, new frameworks we think would be helpful for your podcast, and let's bring those to you because anyone who knows James or knows Sweetfish knows that we are no, uh, you know, for a 30-person team, we put out a lot of content, but we're, we hadn't always been putting that front and center with our customers on, hey, we've actually figured out a way to do original research with your podcast. You should be doing this, and here's how you should do it. So baking those into these account reviews that we call QPRs. And then the last piece was um, real quick before you move on. Was this just an, was this just an internal exercise or would you actually do this with the client? So they're obviously seeing your whole thought process and your whole review process too. Which, which, which part? The QPR, the podcast review. 
Oh, no. So we would, it's two parts. It was both. Yeah. So we did an internal huddle and we said, hey, okay, everybody who's working on this account, our account managers, which are called producers, uh, myself, um, our, uh, at that time, uh, production manager, and then the primary writer or designer that was working on the show as well. Let's do an internal 15 minute huddle. Let's prep. And then we have a framework for doing the QPR meeting with the customer, but we customize it a little bit in that internal right. 15 Okay. Cool. That makes sense. Good. And, and you were, I think you were going to move on to the second piece of that too. Yeah. So then we we're like, okay, let's reward the team. Let's put something in front of the team. And so we, we said, okay, for Q4, if we get our average churn across all three months in Q4 below 6%, we're going to do something. And so we actually let the team vote on what they wanted that something to be, as opposed to say, Hey, here's the carrot. Hope you like the carrot. What do you want the carrot to be? Sure. And so yeah. I think we said, cash bonus, a team retreat, or, um, a, you know, funds for your home office, um, and some things that you could select from up to a certain dollar amount. Well, December came, we got our average churn. I actually have the, the spreadsheet up here. Our average churn, uh, for Q4 was, I believe it was right at 4%. Q4 2020. So it was right at 4%. Yep. Right at 4%. Um, since then we're tracking at 3%. So it's continued to steady decline. So we hit that goal, um, January things with COVID were kind of spiking again. We we're like, maybe the team retreat that we all voted for isn't the best thing right now. So we actually pulled together and said, Hey, you, we, um, our COO and our director of culture and people ops put together like a shopping catalog and said, Hey, you have, I think it was like 500 bucks to spend. You can pick from this up to 500 bucks, or you can choose a, a cash bonus. And people loved it. Some people got an Apple Watch and an iPad or AirPod Pros and this and that. And not only was it a great moment for the team in celebrating the victory, but it was, it, you know, obviously we lost fewer clients. We had happier clients, but we had happier employees too, because right. they were like, and this is something really cool. Like the leadership of Sweetfish didn't have to do this. And we got a lot of great feedback there too. So I think it, it really worked for us in that season. Right. So the, the, what was the response? Obviously we kind of know from a numbers perspective where you, you, you know, your, your turn now is at about 3% Q4 is about four. So it continues to decline a little bit. What was the response from your customers at the, at like this uh, review process that you put in place that wasn't there previously. Obviously, it would look, it would seem just from looking at the numbers that there was a big positive response to this um, in regards to churn. So, what type of response did you hear from clients, or did, did did the team experience just from going through that internal review process? I think the it was anecdotal. It was one conversation, but the words have still stuck in my head. Um, we have we have an agency that that we work with. We work with a lot of B two B SaaS companies, but we have some agencies that don't focus on just podcasting and come to us for our expertise in in that part. And the, the agency owner we're working with said we got done with the QPR meeting, and he said, "I would have paid for this hour that that you just gave me, separate from what I pay you guys on on your uh, the ongoing retainer." And so that to me was evidence that we were we were shifting the tide, right? Because in an, in an ongoing subscription-based business, whether you're SaaS or a retainer-based service like, like us, you have to always make sure that that value that you're delivering is at least at or above what your customer perception is, what they should be getting for what they're paying, right? And so for, for us, that, that anecdote to me told me, 
okay, we're 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 staying above the line there. Even he said it was it was drastically above the line. It's not just like I'm getting about what I expect to pay for. I'm getting right. more than what I expect for what I'm paying. And that to me was a really good indicator that, okay, we're doing some right things here. So you kind of, the team shifted just from delivery, it sounds like, um, to now you have this review exercise in place where you're you're going through where you've taken. I mean, it's great, right? Because you're reminding each client where you've taken them, where you've taken the podcast. Mm-hmm. You're also t- showing them kind of a roadmap of where you plan to go, what improvements are still yet to be made and the impact that that could have. So it's it's a great just reminder to the client about here's all the good things we did. Here's all the good things we're going to do, right? And did you have anything like that in place? Like was there any tracking or any sort of review meeting before all that or it was all just focused on delivery? Not at all. And I have to give shout outs to to two authors uh, whose content has helped me in this regard. Joey Coleman, author of Never Lose a Customer Again, fantastic book. If you are in account management, customer experience, customer success, even sales and marketing, I think it's a fantastic book. And there's a, I forget what chapter it's in, but he mentions, people always say that no one wants to know how the sausage is made, but the evidence points to the opposite. People want to know where you're taking them. They want to know that there's a plan, right? And to your point, the fact that we were able to paint the picture picture to our customers of here's where we're going, they, they feel that comfort level in our expertise that our, our expertise was there before, but we weren't putting it front and center. And then the other one, uh, Tim Reister, I had him on a podcast, um, our, uh, an episode of our podcast, B2B Growth. Uh, he's a co-author of a book called The Expansion Sale. And he says, anytime you are having a tough conversation with an existing customer, why stay, why, why upgrade, um, all those sorts of things, then you always need to remind them of the history because you're not, uh, if you're not, then you're not taking advantage of that, um, that, that bias, that status quo bias. Um, and so I would say for anyone out there who's looking at churn, you need to use that status quo bias to your advantage. And that's why we baked in the where we've been into our account right. review process with our customers. Right. You're making fe- people feel better you know, about the investment they've already made and then also making them feel good and confident in the continued investment that they're going to make over the coming months. I'm sure there was some cases, right, where, you know, up until that point, maybe the results weren't as good and you're having different conversations, right? Um, But still, you're trying to sell them on, you know, the next three months, the next six months or the next 12 months, whatever it is. And um, so so really that, you know, just, just to put a bow on it, you're seeing just under 15% churn last July, so we're not even 12 months out from that. Here we are, you know, end of March 2021, and you're seeing about 3% revenue churn. So it sounds like you attribute most of that to this podcast review process that you put in place. Yeah, absolutely. And now the the next step, I was just talking with James, our, our founder and CEO, about how do we equip our producers to be even more of those strategic advisors, you know, over the rest of this year. And part of it is, you know, the account review process, what we call our QPRs are designed to kind of look at some, uh, some standard things across shows. But next thing we want to do is build a framework to where our producers can say, all right, I'm going to pull out the last two episodes of your podcast. And I have a framework to kind of grade your podcast host on 
how they're doing according to these best practices. And so we can say, hey, this is an area where you can improve. We're already kind of doing that, but right. it, it needs some more structure for it to be scalable and repeatable across our team, especially if we have a newer producer um, and those sorts of things. The next thing we're doing is going deeper on customer education. So we're launching our first course on B2B podcasting that's going to be free for prospects and for our customers so that they have access to something that's more systematic. So um, we saw that some of our best customers were taking all of our good advice, but they were having to come to us and say, what should we do here? Should we do this, not this? Um, being more proactive about putting that stuff right. in front of them. So that's kind of the next stage I love that. of the, the journey. For I us. love the the checklist or, or, or process for hosts. I think Sweetfish is in a unique position. There are other podcasting agencies, but not nearly as many when you look at like how many are out there focused on just inbound or marketing automation and things like that. So, and you know, you, what would you say you had now, like up to 80 clients around? Yeah. Right. We, we should be around a hundred customers by the end of the year. Uh, if, if, uh, things hold according to plan. So you have a ton of quantitative and qualitative data just from working with that many people and managing that many podcasts. Uh, so you, you, you can kind of launch a proprietary process that how many other agencies would have really? I mean, there, like I said, there's other podcast agencies out there, not many. And I haven't seen anything like that, like a, um, you know, a ch- and you know, obviously you want to keep a lot of that. Um, maybe not make it all public, right? It's for, it's for your paying customers. But, uh, I love that idea. Um, anything process related, that can sort of distill and crystallize everything that you're doing to help customers. And um, I feel like that's a, that's a good move. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, If you do any marketing around that too, I'd love to see that. But um, this is a great story. I mean, not, I mean the, the team must be thrilled with this result. Like I said, we're not even a year out. So you're going from 15% revenue churn to about 3% now. So that's huge. So big kudos to the sweet fish team for anybody listening to the podcast um i admire uh the agency from afar and and everything that you guys are doing so thanks for coming on and and sharing all this information this was this was great absolutely john it was it was great to actually talk live with you (laughs) uh we are now not just linkedin friends we can call ourselves real friends i I guess now but uh yeah our team has uh been loving a lot of the concept that you put out um our lead writer emily kinglin was just given uh giving your your group Uh, a huge shout out on our show the other day. So the feeling is definitely mutual. (laughs) I appreciate that. All right, Logan. Thanks a lot, man. We'll talk soon. All right. See you. Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.